All right, guys, welcome back to the Night Fit Business Podcast. Got my super special guest slash buddy, Scott Simpson on the podcast. Scotty boy, how we doing? Not too bad, mate. How are you? All right? Not bad at all, mate. Excited to get you on because, like I was saying to you before we started, guys, we've got the master, the master of service delivery on. So any young coaches out there who want to aspire to the Cristiano Ronaldo of, of coaching, he's sitting right here. That's not an exaggeration, mate. I'm just letting you know. I've watched you for years. So, Scotty boy, about that. for anybody that doesn't know, doesn't know you, mate, just get a quick background on yourself. Don't, don't bore us, you know what I mean? Don't go on for too long. All right, okay. Uh, well, obviously, my name's Scott Simpson. Uh, <laughs> I've been a PT coach for... <laughs> I've been a PT coach for about uh, nine years, I think, something like that. It's been quite a while. Um, for about, I would say, four or five of those years, I've been doing online coaching as well as in-person personal training. For the first half of my PT career, it was all one-to-one. <clears throat> lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of hours on the gym floor, yep. um, just working with people accumulated in that time, sometimes too many hours at a time, potentially. I've, I know, uh, Chris, I've heard you mention that on previous episodes of this podcast <clears throat> about doing the kind of mental hours and stuff. But anyway, yep. in, in that time, obviously, kind of... Uh, yeah, I've, I've gained quite a lot of experience of the job of working with people um, and a lot has changed both in just the industry in general and the way in which I maybe do things and um, over that time. So yeah, hopefully I'll be able to contribute today to this Good podcast. Man. Good man. Guys, if you know my podcast, I've only got some of my podcast. I don't really script stuff. I've got a week sort of format questions here for me and Scott to go through, but the answers are just coming off his rolling off me and Scott's tongues based on experience. So I guess the first question kind of ties into that, mate. I'm going to ask you this, Scott. What what do you think a great service is? And can we tie it into the fact you've done hours and hours of gym floor time, mate? How can we tie the two in? Because surely that's very relatable to being a better PT as the man hours we put in. Because a lot of coaches jump straight on the online when they've never really done the hours. Yeah. I So, well... To, to answer the first one, like what is a great service? I suppose ultimately what we're talking about is like, how can you have the type of impact on someone's life that they are they are looking for, like that, that really could benefit them? So that's essentially the whole game. Yeah. The whole game is just the service delivery is just kind of like having a positive impact on someone else's life. <clears throat> and, and obviously in terms of like personal training, online coaching is in, in relation to the health and fitness, but we know how far reaching that that um, can obviously be um in terms of like experience yeah i think experience is obviously an important thing i think in any walk of life um i think that like when i look back to like past years when i was doing like kind of a really high volume of sessions um there was definite downsides to that yeah one of the did thing one of the things that did help me do was just kind of get a, a whole load of experience and i think that um yeah, it's obviously really, really, I think especially when you're dealing with people because you get such, people are so different in many, many ways and, and similar in others. And yep. you just, um, you just start to, you're constantly learning, constantly, constantly learning. And I think that the, the best way to kind of, um, to do that is just by working with people. So just get started working with people and just building up the time spent working with people. I think it is a, I think it is really important. Yeah. Good man, I like it. Just to tie off the back of that, because you mentioned one to one and online, and I, I didn't, I didn't put this question down. Do you find there's a, there's a, obviously there's a difference between online PT and one to one, but in terms of how you can help people and how you support them, do you think there's a massive difference in that, or can it come across as still as changing people's lives just the same? 
whether you're online clients or one-to-one? Is there, what is the differences, if there's any, in terms of the impact you can have on them? Yeah, I, th- I think there's there's potential pros and cons to both, maybe. Um, both kind of have, like, maybe certain limitations. I, I always think that, like, I've always got this thing where, like, the best coach for someone is the best coach for someone, whether yeah. it's kind of in person or online. Um, I do think that, like, s- some of the downsides that to one-to-one that I've sort of saw over the years is people sometimes being a bit too reliant on the sessions as being the thing that delivers a particular outcome. And you'll know if someone comes to you and maybe they want to lose fat. <clears throat> it's not really about what they do in the session. It's about what they do in the other 23 hours in the day that, that makes the big difference. And being overly reliant on the benefits you're getting from that workout yeah. has its downside. So I think there's that. Whereas online coaching, probably just in its nature, because of how, it, how, it, how you have to set it up and how you have to work it, it potentially without it necessarily been an obvious thing encourages a little bit more self-accountability for those other 23 hours in the day. But I'm also not convinced that if you have, if you have the right approach to it, that you can't do that. um, when you're working with someone one-to-one in person on the gym floor, you have to always just be keen to emphasize the importance of what they do outside of the gym and stuff like that. I've just saw it. Sometimes it can become a bit of a crutch for people at times. But like I said, I think as long as there's enough emphasis on, the things that people are doing outside the sessions and that's where it comes down to what kind of like uh, that word again like systems or whatever it is that you have in place to kind of help support people guide people and keep people accountable outside of the one-to-one hours that's that's way more important than what they do within that. But then I suppose the, the pros as well to actually meeting up with a personal trainer in person, especially if you're fairly new to the gym, is potentially you fast track your gym experience a little yeah. bit. You're in there on the gym floor with someone who's actually helping you adjust your form and teaching you what intensity looks like. And, and if you know, so those sorts of things. So there's, there's probably pros and cons to both. And, and um, But ultimately, this kind of systems you put in place for kind of supporting people, keeping them accountable and guiding them outside of the gym is going to be the biggest factor if we're being honest in terms of what actually gets you know most people the, the result especially with those kind of body composition goals that we'll deal with a lot things like fat loss and stuff like that guys did you just hear that that was the master scott simpson there just absolutely fucking crushing it yes right scotty boy let's give him a couple of nuggets off the back of what you just said there because again i'm just adapting as we go you talked about the sessions aren't always the most important thing so what are, what are the other things for new coaches that maybe don't realise this yet? They're about to start in the gym or they're starting their online business. What are these other things that um, they can get the clients to do? Just as a wee nugget for them. That would make a difference um, to their fat loss goals. So, yeah, I, I suppose like, so I, I think I think sometimes when I think about stuff like this, when you think about like kind of personal training and coaching, you've got your kind of like, like just what's expected. Yep. Like where you'll have like, for example, a training plan, diet yep. plan, check-ins. That's yep. kind of what's expected. I think it's the kind of um, over-delivery that actually makes the difference though, because anybody can do those things. Anyone could do technically, with some level of knowledge, yep. can put in place a plan for people to follow, whether it's training diet or, and also kind of get to, them to check in with them once a week or however often. But um, I think that it's it's the, the over-delivery for me is where the, that, that's what makes the kind of big difference. It's that extra bit of support and that extra bit of accountability um, that kind of makes the big difference. There's various different ways in which you can do that. You know, some people have like kind of 
groups in place with like a community yeah. feel. Um, sometimes it's just like, it's something I sometimes do with check-ins is if I get to like some check-ins, for, for example, where like a client is maybe particularly stressed out, something's yeah. going on in their life, they're, maybe they're moving house or they're changing job or they've had some bad news or something like that. Kind of just making a note of and then getting in touch yeah, with them, like outside of it, just that extra, those extra, it's those things, it's the over delivery beyond Absolutely. just what's kind of expected that I think makes, often makes the biggest difference. The client just feel very, feels very, very supported. Um, they feel like you're in it with them. And I think, you know, I don't know if, if there's any plan to like talk about anything like technical, but I think beyond all the technical stuff, just those things like, um, like make a big difference. Nah, I totally agree, mate. And just as you were talking there, I was kind of like, it kind of pushes on to the next question, right? Which I did write down, just for the guys that know. How would you know, how would these coaches and yourself know when your service is good? What sort of things do you think would show a good service? Now, you're the master of this one, mate, and you know what I'm talking about. How do you know when you've got a fucking top-class service that Scott Simpson's got? You need to wrap that, man. I'm, uh, I'm bigging this guy up. I don't give a fuck, man. I'm here to fucking <laughs> bring this guy on for a reason. He's going to drop some nuggets today. Well, uh, there's probably a couple of things. I think one of the big ones is, like, what do, I suppose, what do people just say about you? Yeah. Like, what, what, what what's their, their opinion of you? What do they, what do they, and I think that, that sometimes if there's a metric you can measure that by, it might be referrals. Um, like if people me. talk about you outside of like, you know, when they're in their day to day and they're socializing with people and if they are, if, if you have a client and they've got like a fat loss goal and they've got a friend who they talk to who's like, oh, I need to lose weight. If they say you should talk to this person, you know that you must be doing something right. So I suppose referrals can be a useful metric Absolutely. Um, for gauging that by. I always think it's quite good as well to just think like to constantly be reviewing things, like just to constantly almost do like a self audit. Um, every maybe few months or something like that and just think you know is is am I happy with the way this is working is is this a, is this like kind of is there ways in which I could update things and change things and I think within that there's potentially like you have to engage in a bit of trial and error on occasions you know there's especially like with so much being online now there's so much technology yeah. out there like some things work well for some people and some less so for others um so I think that kind of just yeah, I suppose like if you're getting referrals, that's always a pretty good sign. And if there was a bit of advice, like every few months, three, four months, sitting down doing a bit of a self audit and just kind of looking at the way things are running, the way things you're operating, sort of put yourself in the client's shoes as much as possible. Sometimes it can be good to actually do like a survey with clients, just get some yeah. anonymous feedback from them, that sort of thing. These are little tools um, and ways of kind of measuring whether or not things are uh, at a decent standard, I suppose. Love it, mate. It just reminded me of a book that I read. Well, I didn't read it. I listened to it in Audible. And it's called Contagious. I don't know if you've heard it or read it before. No. And it's all about word of mouth and how important it is for your business. Um, anybody that's out there who's interested in that at all, in terms of, like, growing your business and talking about referrals, like Scott's, he's had referrals. Fucking, that's how he's built his business a lot before he went online. Um, the book gives you a lot of nuggets on how important word of mouth is and how to actually use a referral system properly. So... That's a quality wee book, Scott, mate. Have you ever like have a wee a wee swatch yet? Yeah, I'll, I'll have a wee I'll have a wee gander at that for sure. Yeah, I think like there's a there's another term, isn't there? I'm not too sure exactly the definition, but it's called like a roaring fan. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. It's when it's when a obviously when like a client can 
um, can't speak highly enough of you, then that's that's obviously going to just, I, th- I think a lot of the time, because personal training, coaching, such a personable thing, people like to, if someone could say, oh, no, this is a this is a good person right here, this guy, this girl that I, that, that's coaching me just now is, is good, um, it, you, you just, you're just more likely, because it is a personable thing, because I think there is a sort of barrier when it comes to anybody who's kind of reaching out for help, um, I think especially because just the, the 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 nature of reaching out for help, there's a level of vulnerability involved yep. to some level. For some people, more so; some people less affected by it. But I think if you can have that sort of like, someone can bridge that that kind of personable barrier for you. Like if you know someone who works with someone and they say that they're really really good, you're just more likely to to sign up for it. Yeah, but it sounds like the same sort of thing, like a a roaring fan and I don't I don't I I know you've you've said it a couple of times like kidding on I'm I'm definitely no master at anything but I think that master, one of the mate. things <laughs> one of the things guys. is he's been humble he's all <laughs> red and now his face is fucking scarlet. Stop it. <laughs> one of the things is um like I don't I don't I've I mean, I only sort of got on social media like maybe four years ago. I don't have a big yeah. social media following like and it's but it is something I'm quite proud of is the fact that without referrals like you know, I, I wouldn't be where I am. There's no no chance yep. that that would be the case. In some ways, and I, I'd be, I know, like, I don't want to turn the tables and start asking you questions because I know it's your podcast, but I don't, podcast, know what you th- I, know, I don't know what you think about this, but in some ways, I think it's a bit of an advantage that when I started working, when you started working, social media actually wasn't that big a deal. It wasn't like we didn't start 20 years ago, right? But it, it was like, say, nine years ago, and I probably didn't have an Instagram account until, like, four years in or whatever because yeah. i just think that in those early stages you focus on the right thing because service delivery was all you had yeah that's all you had um unless you were like putting ads in the yellow pages or something like that <laughs> know, but do, do you know what i mean yeah mate because i think back then like i think i started 2012 and i'm sure you started six months before me or something like that maybe nine months before me um mm-hmm. i started in august i'm sure you started in january that's just the top off the top of my memory um mm-hmm. I didn't really use Facebook. I don't think I don't even know if I had a Facebook at that time. I might have, but because the gym was so busy as well, mate. Like we had ten thousand mm-hmm. members at that point. Why the fuck would we be going online when there's people standing right in front of us? Now in this day and age, of course it'd be fucking productive to use both anyway. Even if your gym has got ten thousand members, but there wasn't a, there wasn't as big as push up in Scotland anyway. I don't know about down south, but for using Facebook and all that. It wasn't a big push for business. We weren't there. We weren't at that level yet in our minds, mate. We were still at the kind of like playing in a gym level, which is fine because it worked fucking well for us, and we put the manners in. But now you're right, mate. Um, social media is so powerful, mate. It's literally a free marketing tool. It's fucking yeah, yeah. bananas for anybody. Right, so who... I suppose yeah, for a, from a like so from a service delivery perspective, I think it was a good thing actually. I think it it was an advantage. I mean, you could still like. Put, you, you should be doing it in. I think just yep. then the thing was like you had to. Um, it was the way people saw you on the gym floor and the the who who you worked with and that thing. The downside to that actually might be just something that I was thinking about when you were talking there is that like I never really treated it like a business for a long, yep. long time. Yeah. Like I actually didn't. I just, because you were, you were right, you were in a busy gym, you were on the gym floor um, and those sorts of things as well. So maybe, maybe that's the kind of downside to it from a kind of business perspective. But I think back then, mate, like, know that we're not enjoying it now because we're loving it probably even more than ever. But I think that when you first become a PT, it's all right to just enjoy the experience at the beginning, is it not? Do you know what I mean? Aye. It's all right, mate. We were all having a, we had the banter. We all had good amounts of like clients coming in. So money was good. Now, my business sense was just silly back then, the amount of sessions I was doing and you were doing. But we were enjoying life, mate. 
like it was fun. We were doing the kind of job we loved. We loved helping people. We loved seeing people getting results. We loved the banter in the staff room when we could all get a wee hour or two together. So yeah. I think the whole experience of that back then, mate, was fucking quality. And uh, I wouldn't change it because sometimes now we're, we're businesses for both ways. It's a bit more serious, which is fine because that's what we're pushing towards. But we're, we're older men in that now in terms of what we were back then. But definitely I would not change that experience, mate, because a lot of my good memories for PT come for those days. Like just in that staff room, sitting about acting like fucking maniacs, mate. It was it was yeah. quality. Yeah, no, definitely. I think there was. I suppose like it, you're probably just more likely to be in it for reasons. I guess. I suppose yep. like that's and it is just enjoyment of doing it as much as anything else, and not the the stress of the other side of it that is kind of like social media. Nowadays, it's it's like a it's definitely a necessity. Like you, I don't, I don't, you can't be. I don't think you can be. I mean, I could be wrong. I, like, I'm not the business expert at all, but like, you don't see many online coaches who don't have a social media presence in some way or another. Do you know what I mean? They don't have yeah. to have a massive following or whatever, but um, I think it's just part of the game now. But uh, yeah, back then it was more just about how literally just your craft as much as anything Absolutely. else. It was whether or not you, you did good classes. If you were taking classes in the yep. gym, it was whether or not, you know, your your clients referred people on to you. So it, that was, that was, that was kind of everything. And um I think there were some advantages to that, like I was saying. Yeah, I mean, no, you're right. Do you just, I was thinking there when you were talking, do you think now, because like the whole online market, <clears throat> when we talk about a good service, right? No, we're all good at this, mate. All coaches do it in some way. We ask people questions to promote certain answers and then we put it online to say, my client said this, my client said that. And it's all real It's all real stuff because they're telling us that, right? Is it, a, is it a danger of a good service online getting diluted? Are people going to get used to seeing that and it looks like everybody's got a good service? Or what ways do you think it could stand out a bit more? Because do you know what I'm talking about? And we all put up like, well, what's that messages? Or a wee video of somebody saying how good we were or my client lost X amount of weight. Or is, is that just my mind thinking for like inside the social media platform and that's all I see? Yeah, so it might be, you. that might be that kind of like, that. it's quite a general thing about like kind of, um, you know, just putting forward the kind of highlight reel, yeah, if yeah. you like, and we all do it. We all do it. And like, obviously there, there might be potential downsides to that as well, but I suppose that is just what like promoting yourself is. And it's like you said yeah, yourself, yeah. like you're, it's not like you're, fa you're faking it. When genuinely legit. says those things, then, um, then you absolutely, you know, should share it. It would make, it would make, it would make any sense not to, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. at the end of the day, if someone's, if someone's talking about how good you are, um, then, you know, you're, you're probably, it benefits not just yourself but other people who might work with you in the future and, and benefit from from what you can offer them like you should you should share it you should yeah. uh, there's no, no, there's no point not to. but i suppose i suppose like it's also yeah there's another side to it where obviously every coach i don't care who you are has clients that struggle yep. who has clients 100%. who don't get to where they where they thought they were going to be i think that that's absolutely super super normal do you know what i mean um you know, no, no coach is going to honestly stand up and say every single client I've ever worked with has no chance, mate. absolutely smashed out of the park. It doesn't, it doesn't it's, work that it's way. It's probably not even half, um, mate. Right. Because what do you mean, like, like if you had a hundred clients, you can't guarantee even fifty of them are going to get top quality results because human beings are fucked up, mate. Everybody gets the same tools. <laughs> it's true though, right. isn't it? We're all fucked up in some way. Everybody's got the we give we give all these clients the same tools, right? You know, the check-ins, the making sure they're writing WhatsApp every day, the programming, phoning them up, meeting for coffees, whatever it is, right? You put all that in place. How come some people thrive 
and some people don't. So it's really about that individual person as well, kind of meeting you halfway into it. Yeah, I mean, look, all you can, it's like um, the analogy I like to use when it comes to coaching is you're kind of the sat-nav, if you like, do you know what yep. I mean? You you can kind of give the instructions and give the directions, but the, the, client, the client's got to do the driving. So I think just the, the nature of that is like, you get someone who just isn't doing certain things and isn't willing to maybe do the driving, then like, obviously there's not that much you can do about it. You know, there's that, there's that kind of meme that goes about, about the, the personal trainer walks in and the, the kind of guy who's like a bit overweight is in the fast food place oh, and he slaps the food out his hand and all that. And they, but that's obviously not, that's not the real world. That's not practically what can happen. And all you can do, I think, I think that the goal is always just to put everyone, like if you can honestly sort of, you can you can take a step back and look at every client and say, yeah, I'm doing everything I can to put you in the best possible place to move forward, whilst recognising that they do still have to do the legwork, then I think that that's, um, you're doing what you can, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it, mate. Right, we've, we've spoke a lot about, like, good service delivery. What sort of tips can we give any coach who's been in the game maybe too long and not really changed much, or who are just new to the game? What sort of stuff should they look to avoid in the gym? So, Think about people in Bath Street who probably I'm probably one of them, mate, to be honest, back in the day. Some of the shit I used to do, right? I'm not gonna bring it up in the podcast. It's mm. too um it's an eighteen, definitely. It's not that kind of podcast. But what sort of behaviours do you think should be avoided? First of all, in the gym floor and then maybe on social media as well, which could go hand in hand, I guess. But what sort of things should these PTs look to avoid doing? If I was to give any advice in terms of being on the gym floor, I just think like like I, I could give specifics, but I think so much of it is just boils down to you. Just re, you really have to be present with the client. Like yeah. when you're when you're in a session, like that's it. Um, you have to really just be there with them, and you're not there with them if you're talking to other people, if you're on your phone, yeah. uh, stuff like that. I mean, I had this, and I, I still, I still sort of don't know how like how sure I am about this, right? But for me, like a sort of self-imposed rule is I, I would never sit down with a client. Like yep. never. I always just thought it was a really low energy vibe. Yeah. But so but all of these little things is just about kind of you have to be present and you have to give them your energy. I remember I can't remember who it was I heard this from, but I remember hearing this one time where they, they were saying, like, when a client comes in to see you, you have to appreciate the fact that it's potential they got up that day, they went to a job that they might not even like that much, they're maybe stressed out of the box, they've maybe got other worries going on in their life, families, relationships, friends, whatever it is. And you might genuinely be the best hour in their day. Yep. And like, it's, it's the duty to kind of like show up for that person. And it doesn't matter if that's your ninth session that day, yep. that you could argue what well, shouldn't be your ninth session that day, you could make that, <laughs> that case for sure. But it doesn't matter, you have to kind of be there with them. And what this person was saying is you have to at least meet them on their level in terms of energy. Ideally, you should be a bit above them. And that always used to resonate with me because <clears throat> I remember I had this client and uh, it was so high energy, mate. Like she used to, she was j just this, this girl that I used to train and she was just like, she was just, she was like a ball of energy, just so high energy. And I used to, when we used to wrap up the sessions and she'd go, I was knackered. Yeah. Like I was shattered. Um, but that's how it should be. I think that you should be there to give your energy as much as anything else and meet them on their level. So yeah, just be present, like be with them there every single rep. Um, you know, don't let yourself get distracted by other things around you in the gym and all the rest of it. Like that's, a really important hour in that person's week, you know, day, whatever. 
Um, you just have to be there with them 100%. Guys, did you hear that again? <laughs> that is the master speaking right there. All jokes aside, right? Scott's one of the guys when I look back at my time in, in Bath Street together. When you, you, if you try to distract him or anyone who's with a client and be a, I was being a wee knob obviously and try to annoy him, he just wouldn't take his eyes off the client. I know he could see me at his peripheral vision. He didn't even flinch a smile. He didn't even look in my direction. He was fucking on the client all the time. And I used to, I made it my mission to try and put him off sometimes, but he would never fall for it. Too professional. And that's why I, that's why the subject is today, mate, like about a great service because. I know I've been kind of having a wee joke on that, but like all jokes aside, mate, you have got some of the highest standards like I've ever seen. Back in the day when I was a PT, I was just average, mate, but I, I was full of fucking carry on and just probably doing a lot of the wrong things that people would pick up on in the gym. Now, did that affect my business? Probably not back then, but it wasn't even a real business anyway, mate. It was just mental trading time for money. Uh, um, the thing is, mate, like as well, like that's also like, that's also good energy. Like, yeah. pe- like people like that, like when you, when they come in to meet you, they probably knew they were kind of getting a lot of energy. They were going to get some banter and all that. And to be fair, that is still like putting your time and attention and focus into the client as well. Like, um, and yeah, maybe you'll look back and think, yeah, I was sometimes a wee bit distracted by other things or whatever, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think that that's still, that's still good energy that you yep. can utilize and kind of put in it. Like people buy into people's personalities and stuff like that as well. So it's not about like, becoming someone else or like being robotic or anything like that but it you all your focus and energy should be like bang on this person this client this person who's kind of come to see you certainly in a one-to-one um in-person um, yep. environment for sure yeah especially in a busy gym mate like especially in a busy gym as yep. well because there are so many distractions it's not it's quite hard to kind of to avoid them Aye, because they're everywhere pts members managers all that kind of stuff, people you've known for years, um, like friends and stuff. Here's a wee question for you, Scott. In terms of your own development then since like back in the day, because there's delivering a service which is like almost like your values and your principles. So you're going to show up all the time. You're going to make sure you're professional on the gym floor. What sort, of, what sort of stuff have you done personally to improve your service? Because back in the day, you didn't have like the way your Instagram is now where you put up amazing like transformations with you talking about it. Um, explaining in detail about people's transformation, where they've changed and all that. So where did you start developing all that kind of stuff going, going from the years ago when it's just kind of standard stuff that we're all doing? I suppose, like, again, it, it probably comes down to that kind of, like, constantly auditing what you're doing and kind of looking at ways of improving it. Like, for me, when I... So my background before I actually started PT, I uh, went to uni. I did sport exercise science at the University of Aberdeen, and it was quite like intense physiology focused and I've always been a bit of a like I've said this to you before like I've always been a bit of a fitness geek so I like the sciencey shit right the problem the, the the issue that I had early on was making sure that I wasn't getting too wrapped up in that because yeah. the client for the most part's not really interested they don't really care um they don't they don't need that information you have to be very careful about information overload when you're yeah talking to a client you kind of you want to just focus on the things that really matter that are, are realistic for them to kind of to grasp and manage on a day-to-day basis and um, so you can get too like lost in the woods with all that sort of stuff and for me it, there's that level of self-awareness and constantly looking at how I communicate I think communication is a big big thing I think some people are naturally just better at communicating than others and um, I think it is probably something that can be developed again through experience something we touched on at the start is, is quite helpful um, and then it's like I think especially online it's systems of communication yeah. it's like how you deliver check-in feedback it's how you 
just convey to the client that you know you you are you're there for them that they can get in touch with you and all those yep. sorts of things as well um i think i think like systems around that has been really important and it was the same in person to be fair i think that because like i said like what they do the rest of the day the rest of the week and this is sometimes the thing with one-to-one versus online coaching is online coaching maybe encourages a bit more self-accountability just in yeah. its nature um but you do need to have the systems of like communication around that so i i, I to, to come back to kind of what you were saying, like for me, it was you constantly looking at where you can improve, um, whether it's through your own knowledge and education. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of reading. Um, and it's not actually, like I said, I kind of a bit of a geek when it comes to stuff like that. It's about kind of taking that information and, you know, using what's relevant and just uh, leaving the rest of it and applying it. So I think always upgrading your knowledge is really really yep. important and you should constantly be reading and you should constantly be like you know there's i know there's courses you can do and stuff like that as well um looking to learn from other people as yep. well like kind of make sure that you kind of you know don't be afraid to kind of talk to people who might be smarter than you like or anything like that i think that's a big big part of it um and yeah just that, that communication aspect with the client how do you actually operate on a day-to-day basis um for me personally, I, I know that there's been like that trial and error within that. I've tried things before that I didn't really like that didn't work for me. You know, there's all sorts of apps and stuff like that. Just now you're kind of PT hubs and trainerize or whatever, whatever. And I've kind of touched on little things like, like using them in places here and there. And some bits of it I found quite useful and other bits less. So, so I think that trial and error, constantly trying to upgrade your knowledge, make sure that you are kind of staying on the ball with, with all those sorts of things, learning from other people, um, so yeah, I just think, I think just a combination of doing those things and just like your biggest, some of your most important feedback is actually going to be what the client says. Like, don't be afraid to ask them for like <clears throat> what they think about it or what, what what do they think could be a way in which yeah, you I mean, could be better. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's uh, that's something that I've I've done before, for sure. Love that, mate. I was I was I had a question in my head for you, right? And I thought you were a bit answered for me asking. I was like, he's going to ruin my <clears> next question because my next question was because I deal with a lot of new coaches, right? And then I'd fit business coaching. A lot of them, the first questions I always get is, Chris, should I be using like uh, my PT hub or trainer size or or what? And I'm like, what do you think? Do you think having an app or the Google Sheet stuff really affects the service? Or do you think it comes down to subjective individual persons? What's your thoughts on that? Just to try and quash any myths that kind of go about with these kind of newer PTs because technology has advanced. Um, if you get any myths to kind of quash with that or do you think it just comes down to whatever suits the trainer and whatever suits the client? Yeah, I think, um, look, I think I think people were achieving fitness goals working with the coach before apps existed. Yep. So there's a way of delivering it. Like, so you, the, the, I think the argument is here, what makes it more efficient? Because if you yep. can make it more efficient and more convenient for both the trainer and the client, then obviously that's an advantage. The trainer can then work more effectively, whether that, and that might allow them to work with more clients or maybe even free, uh, free up some spare time. Um, and for the client, it just increases their compliance because they, it, you know, if you can make something convenient for them, then it makes it easier. Um, but it's important to recognize, I think, that people were getting results, change, you, you, people were able to change lives before these things existed. Yep. And so you, you would, I think sometimes like there might be the thing about kind of getting straying too far with the basics with these things, just the basic things like communication is really, really important. Um, like, I, I know I've mentioned it a couple of times, but I've got this thing where I just I just know that, see if I've got a client who's like, you know, asking questions, 
that's way better than someone you just don't hear from. Yeah. Like, of course it is in terms of like what's going to be the potential outcome for that person. So the more you can open up lines of communication, whether it is through an app or a group or just by making sure that as part of the onboarding process or whatever, that client knows that you're there and that yeah, you're contactable yeah. and that you're open to that. Um, those sorts. But I think in terms of like the technology around it these days, I think that it's just, it's just a convenience thing. And maybe there's a bit of trial and error because it is probably as much about finding out what as a coach you like how you like to work and what works well for you as much as it is about kind of um what's convenient for the client and you know not letting that kind of pull you too far from the basics but i i don't think that like there's no you you know yourself mate there's no there's no one app yeah it's just like perfect for everybody or no one like i don't know checking system that's just yep. perfect for everybody i think you just have to a bit of trial and error don't stray too far from the basics, just whatever you're doing, make sure that you are just, you're doing it with the kind of client's best interest in mind, first and foremost, above all else. And then, yeah, um, just try and error and find what works for you. I think, I think it's, I think that's, that's the, the big thing, but there's no, there's no one bit of software that I've ever used where I would think, oh, that's, that's it. Like yeah. this is it. Everyone should be doing this. Do you know what I mean? I know it's just one of those questions on it. When you're, a, I guess, when you're new to anything, you always think there's the the perfect way to do something, the perfect app that's going to make my job so much easier, mm. the, the perfect system that's going to make my job so much easier. When in reality, it is all a case of trial and error. But it's definitely a common question I get asked from UPTs. That's why I thought I'd bring it in just so you could kind of give your opinion on it. My opinion on I... it is find what works for you. I love the Google Sheet stuff. That's my favourite, mate. I just think it's better. The app's annoying. It's it breaks down all the time. Well, I had my PT hub. I'm not going to slag it in case they try and sue me or anything like that, but I can't know. It just used to say, we are, sorry, we are, we're, we're fixing the bar. The bar has been dropped right now or something, and I couldn't get access to it, and my the, the clients couldn't get access to it. So I was like, what the fuck's the point of me paying £400 a year for this when it's not even doing the job I need it to? And then the check-in process and all that. So to me, it wasn't even efficient. It was more annoying. Yeah, no, I am. Um, I... At the start of lockdown, I trialed using an app. So there was a long-term client of mine, actually, who I said, look, do you mind using both for a little while? Like I'll get you to continue doing what we're doing. And also yeah. if you use this app as well, um, just taking up hundreds of their time pretty much. But, uh, <laughs> and and uh, it was, uh, what app was it again? I can't even remember what it was. I think it was Trainerize. But the reason I, I sort of just thought I'm going to trial that is there was another coach who I knew, I was talking to who used it and uses it really well. Good yeah. client results, good coach. Um, and I thought, yeah, I'll give that a go then. It just wasn't for me. Like, so it's not bad. It's not like a, yep. it's not a bad piece of software or whatever. I just didn't like it. You know, I just, I, I trialed it for a month. The client said to me, I don't see a big difference. Neither of them are really taking me any more or less time than the other. Yep. Um, and it's all the same information ultimately. Like, um, so yeah, so I, I ended up just kind of like, a, it was like that free month trial thing that you get and I ended up just not going through with it. But um, so but, but like I said, for that other person, that other coach who actually said, yeah, this is what I use and I quite like it. They, they really liked using it. So there probably is a bit of trial and error involved, but I don't think there's, I th I th I've been there before. Like you do get really into like, there must be like, they, there must be something like some sort of magic bullet somewhere that's just like, just takes care of everything and yep. whatever, whatever. And I, I think there's not really, there's not really, nah, you, not you can't, it's just kind of nailing the basics and finding a way to work like that, that works for you. No, I love it, but you summed up. Right? Before we go, Scotty boy, because I like to try and keep these under 20, uh, 30 minutes, but we're going to be a bit over, but I don't care. Um, two things. One, recommend any book that you can kind of remember that might help with somebody's <clears throat> service delivery if possible. <clears throat> Too hard. Um, 
If not, pick a book. Pick a book that you like. Just any book that fucking gonna help these guys, right? That's no fucking book. Any book? Any book for business. Mindset for business. It ties in. Uh, I'll I'll give you I'll give you two that are kind of like sort of habits and mindset related, but you'll have heard of them both. But I I think they are really good. One is Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you haven't read that, I think it's a. The other one's probably Mindset by Carol Dweck. Uh, again, just a good book uh, because I think just to touch on those quickly, like I I spent a lot of the early years just thinking like that, oh, because I know what a calorie deficit is and I could teach someone how to squat, like it'll be cushy. <laughs> and then you realize there's a whole other side to working with people that is like yeah, mindset I mean. and stuff like that. And it is really important to kind of try and um, clue yourself up on that as well. So yeah. Right, mate, I feel I need to bring you back down because I've picked you up so much. The worst piece of advice you've ever gave to anybody before, mate, even back in the day, <clears> that you look back and go, oh, I can't believe I've done that. <laughs> oh, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I suppose, like, one of, one of the, like, I, I learned a lesson, like, quite early on. I was working with this client, right? And uh, so I don't know if this, this counts as, like, bad advice because the advice I was given was, like, oh, well, just keep doing what you're doing, <laughs> so that was the advice, but it was terrible it's within the context. Right. But like, um, if, if I was to give like a big piece of advice, like with just actually coaching and working with people is like, get get okay with having awkward conversations sometimes yeah, because that's what, the, that's what they're paying you for. And I remember I was working with this, this guy that I was coaching right back at the start and he was like, he was doing these food diaries for me and his, his, they were immaculate. His diet was better than mine. <laughs> but he, he wasn't like... He had a, a bit of weight to lose and he wasn't losing any weight at all. And he was like, oh, I don't know what to tell you, mate. You know, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff and all the rest of it. And I was sitting thinking, what am I doing wrong? Like, what's what's happening here? So in the end, I was just like, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. It'll come. Do you know what I mean? It'll happen yeah, eventually. Yeah. Now, the reality is he was lying to me. Like, I know he was. Yeah, of course yeah. he was. It's not, it's not like he broke down and confessed one day. I just know with hindsight that he clearly was. But that was my fault. I didn't have the conversation. I didn't say to him, look, mate, there's no way this is what's happening and let me explain why. I think if you yeah. go about that conversation in the right way, it can be an absolute game changer. It can be an absolute game changer. So uh, yeah, the, the the advice I was giving to him was just, oh, well, we'll just keep doing what you're doing. Um, sometimes keep doing yep. what you're doing is terrible advice. Totally agree, mate. I think having that cover, difficult conversations, I call me people's fucking, it's got to be, mate, if they're coming paying you what, three, four, five hundred pound a month, you've, you've got to be doing it, mate. It's, it's, um, it's the right thing to do because, Otherwise, that guy clearly was just fucking making a whole diary up somewhere, having secret meals during the night and all that, and no telling anybody about it. But his mm. body's not changing and that shit. So, yeah, I think you're right, buddy. Right, mate, let's wrap it up. Guys, listen, go and follow Scotty Boy. Um, Scotty, where can they find you? Uh, Scott Simpson underscore personal training on Instagram. And watch how this guy operates. Like, smooth like a fucking hitman. Scotty Boy. <laughs> Appreciate having you on, my man. Thanks for coming on. I'm, I'm sure that they took shitloads of value for that, mate. Um, I purposely just ask questions and let you talk, mate, because this is your subject. Like, obviously, I deliver a good service, but yours has fucking always been top class, and it's something I've always kind of looked up to and thought to myself, that guy's always in fire with his service. So I just knew it'd be, it'd be good quality and good value for people to listen in on that, mate, and get some, get some tips from it. So I appreciate it, mate. Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. Thank you. But guys... If you love this podcast, give it a wee share or that bullshit. I'm not going to go on about it. You know what today? Fucking follow it, like it. Tell your granny about it. Tell a dog about it and get it listened to. All right, troops. Any feedback's always welcome, good or bad. Like I say, I'm not a fucking master of podcasts. I probably never will be. So, yeah. Cheers for listening.